In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Many of you have jobs that require moving, and strangely enough, so do seminarians. During seminary, you move at least four times. And by that fourth time, you learn a little something about moving. And one of those things is always use boxes. Boxes are always very helpful in the move because when you put them in the truck, they fit like puzzles, reducing the chance of any damage. And then you can label them with what's on the inside and, of course, where it will go once you arrive at your final destination. Boxes, though, are not always used for moving. We actually use them for our minds and our thoughts. And in today's Gospel reading, there actually are two boxes. The first one is when the Gospel writer Mark tries to describe what Jesus looks like in the Transfiguration. He uses the boxes available to him, like radiant and white. But he even knows that these words will not fit when he says that it's not like anything on earth. What the gospel writer is doing is prepping us for the reality that this transfiguration does not fit into the box labeled our experience. So what do we actually say about such an event? Well, first of all, Peter doesn't really know. But that doesn't stop him from trying to fit it into a box. He offers to build three tents. And at first glance, it seems rather odd, but it's not actually, because the day of the Lord was associated with the Feast of Tents also known as the Feast of Booths. So, taking his cue from the fact that Moses and Elijah are there, he assumes that this day has come. The day of the Lord is the day when God would show up on earth in his glory to restore Israel to his kingdom. So what Peter does in order to make sense of this mysterious and terrifying event is he simply tries to fit this encounter with God and the prophets into a box labeled something he already knows. Yet by being more concerned with putting it in a box, Peter almost misses the actual encounter with God. That is when the Heavenly Father speaks, almost interrupting Peter, saying, Listen. Instead of helping Peter try to fit what is happening into a box, rather than trying to help him figure it out, God is inviting him to experience the wonder and the mystery of the transfiguration itself. Now, it is very normal when things happen to us to try to figure them out first in order that we feel safe enough to actually experience what is happening. You can see this when some people are surprised by generosity. Their first words are, wait, what's happening? Rather than receiving the amazing yet unknown surprise, they simply are trying to 
lay claim to it. It is a simple example that shows us that we can't help ourselves. We cannot help ourselves to put things into boxes with labels like my life and what I know. Rather than encountering them from a place of trust and gift, from what they actually are, we attempt to know first, and then once known, then we can experience them. But the tragedy is, by knowing first, we aren't really experiencing the thing, but just our domesticated version of it. Boxes work very well when moving, but they don't always work well in life. We all want an encounter with God. We all want to experience God, and I have a feeling that's why we're here today. We want to know that we are no longer lonely and unloved, and we desire to know that there's something more than what we can see and touch. And yet, in those very moments, when God draws near to us, we find ourselves overwhelmed by who he is and what it means for our life. We're suddenly, along with Peter, James, and John, terrified of what it means. Change and transformation. Life will no longer go on as it was. You see, what we have and who we are may not be everything we like, but we at least know it, and we're used to it, and have built a relatively ordered life around it. Then when God comes, whether it's like the transfiguration or probably more ordinary things, our ordinary hopes, encounters, and tragedies in our lives, when God comes in those things and unsettles the lives we constructed, we try to put these disruptive encounters back into line by cramming them into a box because like Peter we don't know what else to say. But what would life look like if there were no boxes? What if there was simply open space where we live exposed to Jesus' presence in all of its wonder and its mystery like Peter, James, and John were after the cloud left? It was just them and them alone with Jesus. That space, that open space with Jesus alone, wouldn't necessarily be predictable or stable. It wouldn't actually be safe because Jesus is always on the move. He is always up to something. But it would be a space where God's love would thrive. Rather than trying to explain grace, by fitting it into a boxes. We need to heed the Father's words. Stop talking. Stop explaining. Stop trying to fit my son and everyone else into your life and simply start listening. As we enter into Lent, let us live outside of our boxes and in the open space of Jesus' love. In that space... There will always be room for more than what we know so we can learn. In that space, there's always room for doubt so we're surprised 
In that space, there's always room for repentance. So we don't always have to be right. And finally, in that space, there's always room for renewal. So that God's love would have its way with us. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.